starts going up again. I found out that my temperature was 104. I was terrified. I was really frightened for all the same reasons that Pedro was, was frightened. A great many people with AIDS die from pneumonia. The doctor said that I should go to the emergency room. Don't be nervous, just go. Just go so they can get it down. They'll give you something, they'll get it down. They'll check you out and you can go home. Judd was trying to convince me to, yes, this is something you should do, go to the emergency room. No, 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 uh, Nikki's gonna take us to the hospital. Pedro and I have become very, very close. Pedro's my friend. What are you supposed to do when your friend's dying? And I'm probably just overreacting. And I'm probably just being paranoid, but what are you supposed to do when your friend's dying and there's nothing you can do about it? Cartoonist Judd Winnick learned a lot more about the real world than he bargained for when he signed for a season of MTV's The Real World in 1994. Sharing a posh San Francisco house with six strangers, Winnick lived his life in front of a TV crew for six months. During that time, he met and fell in love with fellow housemate Pam Ling, and he discovered that his roommate, Pedro Zamora, was HIV positive. I'm Judd Winnick, and I'm the author of Pedro Me. My experiences and my friendship with Pedro Zamora, who was my roommate from real world San Francisco. And with you today is one of the characters from the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pam Ling, another real world housemate. I have to admit, when I first got the book, I didn't know it was a graphic novel. Mm -hmm. And I opened it and went, oh my God, it's, it's a, a comic, comic book. book. Yeah, but this really pushes the form. Thank you. I really enjoy the fact that people say that they, they opened it up and went, oh, with a little heart sink of, oh, it's a comic. And I'm hoping that after you read this one, you'll actually, you know, can seek out other graphic novels. There's a tremendous amount of stuff out there. Comics have been around years and years and years, and this is not the only one that tells a story that isn't about guys in spandex beating each other up. On the other side of it, I don't think I could have told the story any other way. It's just my, my way of telling the story. What was the genesis of this? When Pedro took ill, which was less than four months after the show, he was supposed to begin a lecture series going around the country talking about AIDS and HIV. And he asked me to, to sit in for him for a couple of dates. This was before we had diagnosis or we had any idea what was going to happen. Uh, later, you know, he was basically given three or four months to live. But I decided to keep lecturing. And then after he passed away, I kept doing AIDS education as well. Pam also came on tour for about six months and then went back to medical school. I did it for about a year and a half and just found it too emotionally draining. It just got really hard, you know, emotionally going over it again and again what it was like to lose him. So I put it aside in favor of being a cartoonist again full time. I started doing a nationally syndicated comic strip, which I loved. I mean, I loved the idea of it. My whole life, this is what I wanted to do. This was my dream. To be one of those guys that every day you open up the newspaper and there you are. And after about a year, I really learned to hate it. I was very surprised that I wasn't enjoying it at all. And I think, well, I know. That was entirely about that. I spent a year and a half doing something that I see as very important. And the comic strip seemed really trivial to me. Tell me a little bit about Pedro Zamora. Well, Pedro um, is a Cuban-born immigrant who came over here with uh, his family in 1980 on the Mariel Boat Lift, which brought uh, 125,000 Cuban refugees from Cuba to Florida. 
at the time, his family had been torn apart. Only half his family was allowed to come to the States. His older brothers and his sister were too close to the draft age, so they would have to be left behind. And he really described that as being the worst part of the journey, ignoring the fact what a nightmare it was to go through the experience of being trapped on this overcrowded boat with people who were seasick, stuck in pelting rain. He said it was much worse because his, his family was torn apart. And as the years went on, everyone had assumed the family would be reunited, that Castro would eventually fall, but it never happened. And with even that hanging over their heads, Pedro's mother got cancer around the time he was 11 or 12, and she would have passed away by the time he was 13. So his life was really fraught with a lot of traumas early on. He was a survivor from the beginning and had a lot to deal with. He'd always said one of the greatest significant experiences of his life was the loss of his mother. It created an immediate void for him. He felt closer to her than anyone in his life then and since. And at the time, that void was filled with sex. And we're talking about someone who's 14, 15 years old. Being this charismatic, beautiful kid, it was very easy for him to find many, many partners. But no one ever told him about AIDS. No one ever told him any, any kind of real way about AIDS. And what did he always say? He always said that he just he'd imagined it, that it was something that affected older men. Right, older men and drug users, and he described having a, an older physician coming to the classroom one day and talking about those people who get AIDS out there, but it, it didn't seem like anything that would actually affect him, and he didn't relate to it at all. Right. I mean, he was an honor student, a jock. He didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He had a great relationship with his family. You know, described himself as a teacher's pet, voted most all around, voted most popular, most likely to succeed. You know, these type of people don't get AIDS. And when he was in his sophomore year, he went to a high school blood drive, donated blood, and then got a letter from the Red Cross saying his blood had come back reactive and didn't specify for what, just that he had tested positive for something. And after a couple of months, he finally worked up the nerve and got himself tested. His suspicions, you know, came true, which was he tested positive for HIV. And he was 17. What made Pedro Zamora special as a person and as a friend? I just enjoyed his company immensely. You know, at the end of the day, he really cracked me up. We just had a good time. People tell me that they're surprised at how funny the book is. And the funny stuff is just us being us. Pam and I were not friends with Pedro because he was living with AIDS and we thought he was triumphant. <laughs> you know, we were friends with him because we loved him, you know, and we had a great time being around him. I don't think he ever knew the full effect of what he'd accomplished and how much he'd reached people. And I don't think it was about that he was sick. And I don't think at the end it was about that he had died. That was a constant comment to people that he might have made a greater impact because he died. And those people didn't know Pedro. They didn't know that this was just the start and how much he was going to accomplish. This has been a conversation with Judd Winnick and Pam Ling. Pedro Zamora taught millions of TV viewers about being gay and living with AIDS before he passed away on November 11th, 1994. This has been Steve Pride. Thanks for listening. I don't believe in hatred. I don't believe in shame. But most of all, I don't believe that things will never change. You see, some of us look different and some of us don't care. Some of us are standing out so that people stop and stare. I'm looking toward the future.